Hey, welcome to the Daily Wrap by Short Fine Legs. My name is Daniel Gallen, the man on the other line is Nona Pongolo, and we're picking up the bones of day three of the first test between South Africa and Sri Lanka at Supersport Park in Centurion. The hosts started the day in a strong position with two set batters of the crease and only 79 runs behind a team already a few bowlers down with injury. But they will begin tomorrow in an almost unlosable position, having piled on 621 before bagging two Sri Lankan wickets for a lead of 160. There's so much to unpack on a day that saw Fakhdu Basi score 199, that saw Lungi and Gidi make early inroads into Sri Lanka's reply, that saw Keshav Maharaj show, Maharaj rather, show composure with the bat, and that saw more Sri Lankans break down with injury. But Nons, let's start with the bizarre dismissal of Temba Bavuma. I mean, what did you make of that? I think bizarre is the word. Um, astonished, um, stunned. I think we could keep going. Of, I've never seen a batter walk without hitting the ball. Um, yeah, very strange. I guess um, the only way one I could, I could explain it really was he maybe has a um, a, a wonky type of um, handle, and I think when the ball. Uh, when he played the shot and the ball got past the bat, maybe there was a squeak um, which kind of convinced him that he had hit the ball because I've never seen anyone walk so fast without hitting the ball. Um, yeah, very, very strange. But um, yeah, an end to what was a really good knock from Tim Bavuma. I think it was such a nice way to see him come back. I know a lot of people were keeping an eye on his innings. And I think um, it was a, a chanceless 71. It looked really good. It looked positive. His footwork was crisp. And I think you have to give him credit um, for the clarity in his innings. I think most people um, would crumble under the pressure that um, Temba Bavuma always finds himself in. I think um, that one belongs to him. And um, yeah, I think he would be bitterly disappointed that he couldn't convert what was a really good um, 50 in the end. Man, I mean, like you say, he looked so good. 71 off 125 with seven fours. He just did not look like going out. And, and I think there's one thing we could say is that I, I would be surprised if we ever see Temba Bavuma walk again. Uh, just a really, really bizarre uh, dismissal, as, as we said. But of course, that ended a 179 run stand with Fak Duplessy, who was just magnificent and produced a knock that... We probably should have opened the show with, but let's get to him now. Uh, before we talk about the agony of falling one short of becoming the 16th South African with a double ton, uh, why don't you wax lyrical about his performance? Oh, that was, I mean, that was an incredible day for Fab uh, You and I spoke about in our previous pods that um, since taking captaincy away from him, the responsibility that he gives or that he needs to bring to this team and I think we saw all his class, all his experience to manage and navigate through a period which was tricky for South Africa, if we think about it. It was 230 or four when him and Temba um, came in together. And a lot of people would have been wondering, what, what now? You know, is South Africa going to have another collapse? They were in a really strong position before um, those wickets started tumbling. So 
there were a lot of question marks. And uh, funny enough, both players um, had kind of had a, a tough period of it. And they kind of came together. And what I always enjoy watching Faf Duplicy and Timber Bavuma is the rotation of strikes, the sharing of the pressure. I think the ones and twos made me like enjoyed more than the boundaries uh, that came uh, along the way as well. I really enjoyed how they went about it. The tempo was so important. Um, we talk about in pressure situations, you want to, um, you know, share the, the pressure as much as possible, be able to rotate strike. Because the bowlers were really feeling good about themselves, thinking that they could potentially bowl South Africa under the 396 that they got. And... Um, and then all of a sudden you feel that South Africa would be, you know, chasing the game from there. So, yeah, unbelievable knock for FAPPC. Um, it's good to see him um, back in form in the white, in whites, I guess, um, for South Africa. And we know that he's been playing brilliantly well in white ball crickets. Um, as we saw in the T20s how well he's in and he also um, recently coming back from the IPL. So I think the man has still got plenty to offer this team. I, I keep saying that um, a lot of people wouldn't believe uh, when we say that, that, you know, there's not a lot of caps in the South African side. And every bit of experience that FAPPC can give and share in the next couple of years, I think it's important especially to someone like Quentin, who's still navigating through the captaincy. And I think, um, you know, we've got to give him credit also for finding it uh, deep down there to, to come back and, uh, and show, um, show us his class. Of course, he, he fell, as I said, one short. And, and it was such a, a gain. I mean, maybe bizarre is not the right word, but an unexpected dismissal because only really one other time in his innings did he look uncomfortable when, um, who was a Kamara, was was bouncing him and they, they had a man at long stop. There was a, a two, three over period where you thought, okay, maybe this is the way that Fuff's going to go. But then he played that shot, which which was just out of character when you thought, oh, you're just bouncing it down the ground for a single or, or working it fine for, for a single to get the milestone in. On the very rare occasion when I've been playing for my club and I'm on the cusp of a 50, I'm full of nerves. It's hard for me to envisage that elite athletes feel the same way. I mean, especially that Faf has, has made so many 50s and 100s throughout his career. I mean, do you think he was feeling nervous? I mean, do do professional cricketers get the jitters when, they, when they're short of a milestone? I can, I can tell you for... for for free that um, sportsmen are also um, not robots. They are proper human beings who go through everything that um, a club cricketer will go through. And uh, I remember being on commentary thinking, it's weird how batters can get themselves to 190. And all of a sudden, the last 10 runs will kind of mean so much more than the 190 runs that they had amassed to that point. And I could see... The tempo um, had changed. I could see that um, all of a sudden it was difficult to score freely. And I think the Sri Lankans sensed that. Um, they started having a more up, more fielders in the ring um, or closer to the batter. And uh, make, they were diving around, making sure that they make it as hard as possible. So... It's yeah, it's one of those things in the in a, in a cricket game where you find it um, strange that um, someone who's been in all of a sudden looks very tense, and um, yeah, I had had I had that sense that something was um, was was boiling, and I think even though um, Faf was finding it difficult, uh, I saw Ketchup Maharaj trying very hard to rotate strike, giving him as much strike as possible, and um, yeah, just one of those things. Um, the field was up. 
and all of a sudden you feel that um, maybe I could just punch it over the, the inner ring. And unfortunately for him, it caught the inside half of his back and just spooned straight to the captain at mid-on and it was unfortunate. And uh, uh, it's... You can't really explain why someone does that because, I mean, he had played the ball along the ground for the longest of time and all of a sudden it changes. So it's part of the game. Um, but, um, yeah, he would be so bitterly disappointed uh, just for that one run, <laughs> not being able to convert that 199 to 200. And I saw Dean Alga, of course, someone who's been through that himself. He was just couldn't watch. It's like, oh, yet again, another South African uh, going through this. So... Yeah, I think there's a bittersweet moment, but I think he will sleep well uh, knowing that he got to 199, and I think it will definitely set him up for the rest of the summer. And it's so interesting what you say about even the elite athletes who feel the pressure. I mean, Dean Elgar himself in the first innings, what he made 95 and played a very uncharacteristic shot, hitting it straight back to the bowler. Uh, we saw, was it this morning or, or, or last night? Um, uh, Jadeja running out his captain Jiki uh, Rahane as chasing his own milestone, even though there was just fifty. So yeah, it, it does impact them. But then that brought Vian Mulder to the crease, and I, I don't want to spend too much time on Vian Mulder because we, we're in danger of calling this the Vian Mulder podcast. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, 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 maybe we should have a bell every time we mention his name. Um, <laughs> But he shared 102 balls with, with Fafdu Duplessis, and, and it's hard not to get overexcited about this young man, but what a moment for him. I mean, he, I tweeted that he was 14 years old when, when Fafdu Duplessis made his test debut. He was 18 when Faf was given the captaincy. This is this is a guy who, who much of his adult life has, has watched this, this, this man at the other end forge an international career and become a titan of Stafford cricket, and now you've got to share 102 balls with him at the crease. I mean... What a moment that is for for any youngster. I mean, have you got your own experience like that, where you watch someone play and then you got to spend time with them in the middle? And what was that like? I mean, it's it's kind of like you have to pinch yourself, you know. It's uh, but like at the same time, you have to focus at the job at hand because you don't want to show that it's someone you looked up to that you share in the field. But uh, what I like for me um, from Vian today was the aggressiveness that he brought to the game, like. Most people, um, yes, there was a platform that was set for him. Um, he just brought his personality to the game. I think that's what I like. That's what I want him to do, just be himself. And, um, yes, sometimes you are playing with the, um, the main man, which is someone he's looked up to, I'm sure, Faf Duplessis. But he wasn't, like, you know, was being himself in next to Faf Duplessis. And I, I really have to give him credit for positivity, the aggressiveness. And yes, I think, again, it will be someone that will feel that he could have got to that uh, 50 mark. But um, I think South Africa should be excited about uh, the prospect that is Vian Mulder because I think when we get it right in terms of the team and the batting order feeling really confident, when you can have someone like uh, Vian Mulder coming in at seven, he can really take most attacks down. And I think we got a glimpse of that um, today. He wasn't scared to take on the spinner. And yes, there was a chance early on that he could have spooned one straight to mid-off. But um, that didn't stop him. He just kept on going. And uh, I think um, he'll keep growing and growing uh, in stature. I think important for him is that he's got the bowling confidence. And I think that he plays a massive role. I think Vian will always see himself as a batting all-rounder. And when his bowling is in tune, I think his batting would naturally um, kick on as well. So uh, plenty to, to, to see today from him. But I think... Um, he is a really good player there without blowing him too far. 
Um, I think that will continue to grow, and I think South Africa should keep investing in a VN Mulder. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And uh, I, I'm going to breeze through uh, Kesha Maharaj. I'm, I'm I'm sorry to all you Kesha fans. I mean, it was it was his highest score, seventy three of one hundred and six balls, six fours and two sixes. I mean, that is the most com- composed I've ever seen him play. I mean, at one point he was bunting full tosses and long hops uh, you know it, it was almost like he was under strict instruction to play this sort of innings and nons we've spoken about it before he, he's got all the shots and he's got the temperament and he's got a solid defense in his locker all that really was that has been missing has been that mental composure just a quick word on that is this a sign that maybe Kesh has turned a corner that he that he can uh, be someone who averages 25 possibly higher yeah, definitely, because uh, I also watched the first half of his innings and I was like, "Where? who is this Keshav that is batting? Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know him. I've never seen him. But I think it's the responsibility of batting at eight. I think he's definitely taken that on, on board now. And he looks like he wants to make that position his own. And yes, um, you need to give yourself um, time to get in. And I think what I, what I, what I liked about that is that you know, Faf was there, an experienced guy, probably guiding him through. Don't panic, you. And then eventually, I think in the end, we saw more shots were coming from Ketchup. And that's the Ketchup that I've got to know and I've got to see that I enjoy because um, he can also take a game away. And um, yeah, there's plenty as well from him. I think um, he's done really well to give himself some confidence with the bat. And um, yeah, positive signs as well. At that lower to lower order as well, um, the contributions there are always going to be needed going forward. It's incredible how just going from number nine, where you are part of the lower order, to number eight, where you are part of the upper lower order, that just completely changes a person's mindset and, and, and imbues them with responsibility. But we've clearly seen that that was the case. But Sri Lanka wrapped up the tail pretty quickly. Onik Nukia, Luto Sapamla and Lungingidi faced a combined 11 balls. Uh, but one must have sympathy with Sri Lankans. I mean, they already lost Dan- Dananjaya De Silva and Kasun Rajita early on in the piece. Then Lahiru Kamara, who was very impressive and looked the most threatening of the bowlers, he pulls up. And so too does leg spinner Wanindu Hasaranga. I mean, that's four bowling options. Then right before the close... Dinesh Chandimal hobbles off the field. Narish and Dikwela also got stung by a bee at some stage. I mean, if you're a Sri Lankan fan, you must be wondering what angry cricket god has cursed your heroes. <laughs> so I was, I was honestly asking what else could go wrong today. Um, and we saw Mickey Arthur just uh, marching around the change room. I mean, signs of a coach. You just didn't know what else could happen, what else could go wrong. And um, You thought yeah, at one point um, he was going to have to go on the field. I was, I was. I mean, I've seen it happen before. I've seen a Jeff Toyana being on the yes. field before for the Lions. So it was, yeah. I mean, it honestly, it couldn't get any worse than it did today. And you hope, I mean, it's not going to be too bad that they can't carry on to the second game. I know we've got big squads now uh, because of COVID, and uh, I'm not sure how many fast bowlers one could bring on a short tour like this. And yeah, I mean. It, at stages, it just didn't look right seeing um, some bowlers, uh, some batters rather, just coming in and bowling uh, to an in batter like Faf to PC. And it's just, it, it's not the test cricket that we want. And I think we need to talk about the possibility of having substitutes in the cricket field. I think what we saw today wasn't right. And I think um, because of COVID as well, it must have been difficult for some of these players to have a normal training period um, before they came to this tour and I think I mean football we've seen football make those uh, um, 
almost adjustment to COVID and um, having more substitutes on the bench and things like that. And I think cricket needs to really consider that because a lot of players um, haven't had the, the preparation that they would generally have. That means the workloads were lower than usually would be before a test match. And I think uh, ICC needs to have a serious look in terms of helping um, teams in the COVID period. No, certainly. And, and, and I was going to raise the, 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 the question of substitutions for injuries. And people do rightly point out that that, that is open to abuse, that um, a, a medium-paced trundler who's also a batting all-rounder, for example, he could find a hamstring injury and you bring on another snarling quick or, or, or an extra spinner, whatever the case is, depending on conditions. And yes, you know, but if you make rules, there's always going to be the possibility that someone will look to break them. But I think... It, it was it did render this match into a bit of a farce. I mean, Sri Lanka got themselves into such a great position that they they absolutely mm. dominated the first four sessions. Well, maybe not four sessions, first three and a half sessions of this test match. And now you you can really only see one winner. In fact, you can only really see one result. I mean, if Sri Lanka draw this, it'll yeah. be one of the great draws of all time. And and it's just such a shame. And and like you say, I think the ICC. To their in in their defence, there hasn't really ever been. I can't really think of a game like this yeah. where where four yeah. or five players have pulled up, and 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 the need for a substitution has been so stark. But hopefully that this that this has sent a, an alarm bell somewhere, and and, and change will yeah. come. Uh, but let's not end on a sour note. I mean, whatever the circumstances and caveats, South Africa have recorded their eighth highest test score of all time, which which kind of shocked me. I didn't realize it was it was that high. It's the first yeah. time since October last year, which was 13 innings ago, where they've passed 400. And it's the first time since October 2017, which was 44 innings ago, that they've passed mm -hmm. 500. I mean, however you look at it, you've got to be feeling pretty good about, about things if you're in the protest camp, particularly if you're in the batting side of things. You know, a lot of noise about losing Jacques Cullis to England as a batting consultant. Well, on this evidence, they're right, aren't they? Yeah, yeah uh, I definitely agree. I mean, there was a stat that came to us today that uh, there's no team that has won a game when the opposition has basically got to 400, it's in June. Mm -hmm. And there's only been an exception of one, which, uh, which was drawn. And South Africa have managed to turn this game around from basically a losing position. And they are now the only team that could win this game. And I, I think you have to give credit to the batting units uh, because I honestly thought... 396 was probably about 100 off par on that particular wicket. And South Africa was going to have to fight really hard to at least match the Sri Lankans. And I think surpassing them by over 200 runs, I think, says a lot about the contributions that all of them have um, given this, uh, their team today. And I think, um, you know, it's, it's partnerships. We talk about partnerships in cricket. And uh, yes, it's important to have someone like Papi Pitti scoring big. And um, yeah, I um, really have to commend the batting unit for coming together and uh, giving, them, giving themselves a, a chance of winning this game. So let's wrap up. Uh, your player of the day, Nunes? Has to be the only man today, uh, Papi Pitti. Um, 199 was key. Um, he averaged 17 last year. Um, I think to come back and, um, you know, be the man for the team. I think uh, definitely uh, wins my my vote today. So my play of the day wasn't necessarily a, a particular moment, but something that did stretch 102 balls. And it was when Vian Mulder was batting with Faf Duplessis. I mean, I, I love it when 
different generations share a sports field it's one of the great things about about professional sports i mean it can be a center pairing in rugby uh yeah. center backs in football uh, but for me it's particularly poignant when when that narrative unfolds in the middle of a cricket ground i mean i remember watching ab de villiers and aiden markram sharing a stand at the wonders against australia and there's just something about the the, the passing of the torch, the the sharing of wisdom. You know, you we you know, if anyone's got a wise old uncle, you you know what the feeling's like mm. when you when you sit and have a whiskey with 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 someone of a different generation who's just seen the world in a different way. So, seeing young Vian Mulder share that 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 moment with Faf Duplessis was was really special for me. Uh, Nons, uh, over to you for the parting words. Um, what do you expect to see tomorrow? What do you hope to see tomorrow? I think uh, one factor that we all need to consider, it's been um, really raining hard in Johannesburg since the close of play. Mm. Um, it still is uh, outside as I'm looking at uh, my window. Um, I think that would be interesting to see. There was some rain forecasted for tomorrow. And I think the Sri Lankans will be praying hard and they're doing their rain dance and they're hoping that maybe if you have half a day tomorrow and then you can all of a sudden take it down to day five and then trying to save a test match only with maybe five sessions is a different um, type of game then. So, yeah, I think the rain could potentially um, hamper the South Africans tomorrow, but I think they've really put themselves in a strong position to win this game. Well, look, all the bad luck Sri Lanka have had over this match. I don't think many people would begrudge them a little bit of luck with the rain. But uh, for all cricket fans, we're obviously hoping for, for enough dry weather tomorrow. Nons, thank you so much. Uh, listeners, Nons, we'll catch you tomorrow. Shout for LBW. Oh, he's got him. That's well run. Or is it? Oh!